What's up, guys? Reb Shmiel. Yeah. How's it going, buddy? Hashem. Shalom Aleichem. Aleichem Shalom. Very excited, Rabbi Feldman's back on. Yeah. What we've all been waiting for. Yeah. How's it going, Joe? Baruch Hashem, it's going good. Hold on a second. Are you back on lockdown? Uh, we're getting there. Back down to 10 people in shul maximum and uh, 20 people outdoors. So we have like two minyanim in the morning in shul and then people are standing outside and like all right. different kinds of uh, games, you know. Yep. And masks, masks, you get fined 500 shekels if you're not wearing a mask. And uh, is that even outdoors? Yeah, everywhere. That's crazy. Mostly outdoors because cops aren't coming into the grocery store to see if you're wearing a mask. They pull you over in the street. Even the area, even like the city vehicles, can pull you over and issue a ticket. Apparently, that's what I heard. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like 35 degrees there, and wearing masks outside all crazy. day. Crazy. The heat is crazy. We're getting used to it, though. I hear. I sent Rabbi Feldman a link. He should be on any second, hopefully. Had a bonfire last night with your brother. Dave or Yisrael? Oh, Yisrael and uh, Yirmiyahu. Oh, Hatzadik. Benny Mastinger. Melech of Jägermeister. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Very nice. Hold on here. Okay, I'm muting myself and putting myself on pause because I can't stay at the screen right now. But hopefully the rub will be on soon. Oh, there we I think that he just walked in. And there we have it. Oh, how are you? Shalom Rabbi. How are you? Hello, everybody. Oh, wow, what a group. I got the best guys today. Hi, Joey. Hi, you heard that? Hi, you heard that? Rebbe is good to go. So everybody, please mute yourselves. And Rebbe, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave my screen running. Okay. Hello, everybody. I just had an urge to spend some time with everybody today. You know, it's, uh, I don't know if you guys know, here in Israel, it hasn't been simple. You know, there's a lot, a lot of infection going around. You know, when, when it first started the corona, I said, you know, I, I could deal with this. Just, you know, better be over by Bena Mitzorim. You know, to have the three weeks and corona together, that's just like, uh, that's super depressing, but uh, the way it is, is, you know, Hashem runs the world and not me, and I guess it's for a good reason. So I wanted to, just a few words to discuss with you a little bit about uh, the 
meaning of the three weeks, one of the most crucial chazals that we have on the three weeks is the Gemara and Metziah and Adorim, that the Gemara says over there, Alma the Nevi'im, Dovah's initial of the Nevi'im, it was asked for the Nevi'im, the initial of the Chachomim, Alma Ovda Ha'oretz. Why is it that a Kodesh Baruch Hu brought Churban on the Jewish people? And nobody knew to answer this question. It was just too difficult to question. So a Kodesh Baruch Hu himself came and he said, Al Ozlom Es Toyosi, because they left my Torah. So because my, they left my Torah, that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu had no choice but to bring a Churban onto the world. I wanted to add a little bit of a uh, little depth to what does it mean exactly, Al-Ozvam Estoyosi. Why Al-Ozvam Estoyosi brings Churban, brings HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to chase us out of the Beis HaMikdash, chase us out of Soil. How does that work? So, I was once learning a Gemara a number of years ago. The Gemara says in Moed Koton, you have a Mishnah in Moed Koton. The Mishnah says as follows. On Cholamoyed, there are things that we're allowed to do, there are things that you're not allowed to do. One of the things that you're allowed to do on Cholamoyed is that you're allowed to be Mitzayin al Akvorim. If uh, the Akvorim and we don't want that the Kohanim should come there and become Tamei Chasasholom. So you're allowed to be Mitzayin, you're allowed to go put a marker, even on Cholomoyed, because we don't, you know, it's important. We want to make sure that the Kohanim don't Chasasholom get messed up. So the Gemara says over there something, and the Gemara says that when you put the marker, you have to put it directly above the kever. You can't put the marker a little bit before. Reason being, as we want to make sure, we don't want Chasasholim we don't want to miss any part of Eretz Yisrael. In other words, if you put the marker, let's say, 10 feet in front of the, where the grave is, so that means that the people are not going to reach the grave. In other words, all that area, the Jewish people will not be going on. They won't be able to move there. The plane won't be able to go there because they're going to think that there was a grave over there. So that's why it says, Shulayla Hafsidis Yisrael. You've got to make sure not to be Mafsidis Yisrael. This language really caught me. And for a long, long time, I was thinking about it and pondering, Shulayla Hafsidis Yisrael. So I came around to bump into an Arve Nachal. I don't know if you ever heard of the Arve Nachal. The Arve Nachal is a Chesidus Sefer. Uh, he also wrote a Pirish and Shulchan Aruch on the Mogan of Rome, the Vushe Srod. But he has very interesting stuff in his Sefer. He's buried in Tzfas. And Arve Nachal says, And I have, this gave me a little bit, you know, of what to work with, the various Inyanim. Arve Nachal brings that there's a Gemara that says, that Osniel ben Knaz, Osniel ben Knaz was a son of, was, was after, after Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, 
So it says, Mishtak Choshloisha Salofim Alochas, 300 or 3,000 different Chazals, 3,000 Alochas were forgotten. In the, in the time of the evil of Moshe Rabbeinu. The laws were lost. We didn't get the laws. Now this is a dirash on a pasuk that says that Kolob ben Yifunah was trying to capture, when they came to Israel, they wanted to capture Kiryat Sefer. It was a place called Kiryat Sefer, which they couldn't capture. And, they, and Kolob said, whoever will capture Kiryat Sefer will get my daughter, Kolob says, as a wife, I'll give him my daughter's hand in marriage. So came along a fellow by the name of Osniel ben Knaz, and Osniel ben Knaz, he captured Kiryat Sefer. Now, the question arises, so on that, the Apostle Darshin, the Chazal Darshin, that there were Allahs that were forgotten in the time of the the evil of Moshe Rabbeinu. What do the two have to do together? In other words, how does the drash come out of that puzzle? Comes along the Avi Nachal, and Avi Nachal says something amazing. So he says as follows. Every drop of Eretz soil and every drop of Torah are connected. In other words, Every Dalaramis, every Amma, every piece of Kaikanati soil is enrooted in the Torah, and every part of the Torah is enrooted in Eretz soil. So that means that if there was a piece of Kaika, Kiryat Sefer, that nobody was able to capture, like the Pasuk says, and needed the strength of a skill Ben Knaz, so Chazal understood that the reason that it wasn't able to be captured was because we had lost those alochis, because the Torah and Eretz Yisrael are one. So if a piece of Eretz Yisrael is lost, then it must be a piece of Torah is lost as well. So that's why the moment that Asriel ben Knaz was able to bring back those alochis, so Manela at that time we were able to get that piece of Eretz Yisrael back as well. It's an unbelievable, beautiful, beautiful pshat. Every Israel is not stam a land, and the Torah is not stam. The Torah and Israel are one, and every piece of Torah has a piece of Israel, and every piece of Israel has a piece of Torah. Being as such, so could you imagine if you would put the marker for the Koyan 10 feet in advance, it would be such a shame. Because Eretz soil, a piece of Eretz soil is going to be lost. Shalala has to this Eretz soil, Eretz soil is going to be lost. And just like there's a concept of little Torah, if you don't learn, if you have time to learn and you don't learn, it's little Torah. So just like there's a concept of little Torah, there's also a concept of little Eretz soil. You could be mavatal Eretz soil. Eretz soil is mismatal. So every, you know. A lot of people over here in Eretz soil, people are very, very um, sensitive. You know, you have an apartment, and then somebody starts building a cross, and they take away your, your view. Hey, it's my view, you know? But on the other hand, like, I know that my feeling is that Baruch Hashem people are coming to live in Eretz soil. Baruch Hashem is, Eretz soil is inhabited. 
if a piece of Antisol is not used, it's like we just said, it's, it's comparable to Bittl Teir. So that's, you know, instead of, instead of Chassosholim being, you know, bad, looking in a bad way at those that are, okay, they're infringing on me a, a little bit, I didn't have as much room, I try to be with an iron table and appreciate the fact that Baruch Hashem, Antisol is being inhabited, we're getting ready for Mashiach, it's Hashem. So according to the above, so now we try to understand that Chazal, Chazal asked, the Novi says, why was the land taken away from us? So HaKadosh Baruch had to be the one that answered. Because of my Torah, they left my Torah. And because they left my Torah, Eretz Yisrael was taken away. According to what we just explained, because Eretz Yisrael and Torah are intertwined, they're interconnected. Every piece of Eretz Yisrael is connected to a piece of Torah, corresponds to a piece of Torah. I'm not sure what the piece of Torah of Telstone is, but I know that there's a piece of Torah that Telstone is connected to. And every piece, and, and, and if the Jewish people leave the entire Torah, then there's no choice but taking away from them the entire Eretz Yisrael. That's as Oslamist Toyosi, the Torah was taken away. The Gemara says, Chazal said, that Asidro, that the day is going to come, Chazal said that the day is going to come, Asidro, Asidro Yishalayim, Yishalayim is going to reach Damasic. And Asidro Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael is going to take over the entire world. Why? Why? Why is it so? I think I may have mentioned this a few weeks ago, that the parish of Ayyib in Seyahorad is a small little parish in Parshish Baha'a'la'isqa. But you have a small parish with 85, 85 letters. And the Chidor says that that parish is going to, in Hashem, it's going to extend and it's going to have in it the entire Golos. It's going to tell all about the Golos of the Jewish people. It's going to be a very, very, very long Sefer Torah. So that's how I understand if there's a piece of Torah that's going to be mispashed Lossed Lovoy, so too Eretz Yisrael is going to be mispashed Lossed Lovoy. Because Eretz Yisrael and the Torah are intertwined. Eretz Yisrael and the Torah are connected. On the topic of Torah, Yesterday we had in the Haftarah a very, a very frightening person. It says, Toisei HaTorah lo yidouni. Toisei HaTorah, those that grab onto the Torah. Can you imagine you're grabbing onto something? Lo yidouni. I find it difficult to fathom how, how you could grab onto the Torah and not know the Rebbeinah Shulayim. But it seems that there is possibility of such a thing. The Navi cries, they may be learning Torah, but they they don't understand that it's my Torah, that I'm the Neshama in the Torah. 
you got to learn the Torah, and you know that when you're learning the Torah, you're coming close to HaKadosh Baruch Every drop of Torah is a step closer to HaKadosh Baruch The beauty of the Torah, if we, if, if we want to bring over Torah, and we have children, I'll show you a vote from Moshe Shmuel Shapira, the Rosh Hashiva Bayankin, he was the Rosh Hashiva Damash. He said a beautiful, beautiful, a beautiful word. It says in the Birchas HaTorah that we say every day, and we know that on that Gemara that I just told you, Allah was Torah, so the Gemara says, how did they leave the Torah? Shall they build with the Torah at Kimba? They didn't say Birchas HaTorah. They learned Torah, but they didn't say Birchas HaTorah. In other words, they weren't connected with the fact that HaKadosh Baruch was the one that gives the Torah. HaKadosh Baruch was Baruch HaTor Hashem, Noisein HaToyer. HaKadosh Baruch was the Noisein HaToyer. So it says over there in the Brocha, he says, Aharavno Hashem Eloikeinu, Ezdivrei Seiros Chodifimu. Rafiyos Am Chodes Yisrael. Veniya Anachnu Vetzetzoeinu, maybe Vetzetzoi Tzetzoeinu, so he asks, when we talk about that we want that that our children, our children's children should be Yoidei Shemecho, they were Mefaret. V'niya anachnu, v'tzetzo einu, v'tzetzo v'tzetzo einu. They should all be Yoidei Shemecho. When we say v'harevno, make sweet for me the Torah. Then we say the Aravna Hashem Alekeinu, as did they say Roscha Bethinu. Then we don't say Bethinu, Bethitza Toeinu, Bethitza Toeitza Toeinu. Why don't we ask that Akadosh Bogu should make the Torah sweet, not only for ourselves, but also for our children and our children's children? So the Rosh Hashim of Moshe Shmuel says, He says, because the moment the Torah will be sweet for us, it'll be sweet for our children also. If our children and our Einiklach will see that their father and their Zayda loves to learn Torah, if they wake up in the morning and they hear the father at the Shtenda with a Sefer Tillin or with a Gemara or the Mishnayis or Steinikalach Atagum and they see how much their father loves that Shtenda. Do you know, guys? I'll tell you something fascinating. I have a shtender that I bought 37, 38 years ago. It's rickety and it like shakes. I have a daughter that told me that after 120, she gets the shtender. She wants a tati shtender. If the title will be sweet to us, then it's automatically going to be sweet to our children. But when it talks about that we should know the Torah, that's already a different story. It could be that we'll know Torah and our children won't know Torah. So there, that needs a special thriller. There we have to dive in. But the moment that the Torah is going to be sweet for us, <laughs> It's, 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 it's a, it's a shoo-in. The kids are going to love Torah. The kids, the Torah is going to be sweet to them. 
That's what we have to be, and we have to understand, and you know where it will be sweet? When we know that inside the Torah, the Nishma Satayah, is a Kodesh Baruch What more we could do? The Avodram, we're talking about Birchah Satayah. The Avodram says, that we say in the second Baruch when we get an Aliyah, so the Avodram says, Why is it that is in the second bracha? The first bracha, why is the second bracha the, the first? Why is the second bracha the first bracha? Why isn't the first bracha the second bracha? So he says that the second bracha could only be after the Aliyah. Because what's the Aliyah? The Aliyah is we come up and we hold on, we hold on to the Eitzchayim. We hold on to the Torah. After we hold on to the Torah, then we could say, the Chayei Olam Nota Because we know that Eitzchayim he, Lamachzikim Bo, if you're Mahzik then the Torah comes to you in Eitz Chayim. If you're not Mahzik Torah, it's garnished. So only after the Aliyah, when you are Mahzik the Torah, you held the Torah in your hand, you took the Atzei Chayim, and you held the Atzei Chayim in the course of the Aliyah, so then afterwards you could say, Then it's a familiar, because I'm Mahzik Torah. Yeah, it's not enough to learn Torah. You have to be machzik Torah. You have to make sure the Torah doesn't fall. But to be mischaber to the Torah, what we said before, Torah say Torah lo yidouni. Yidouni is from the notion of chibur. Like it says, v'ha adam yoda is chava ishtoi. The adam was together with chava yoda is chibur, being one. You have to be one with the Torah, one with the Kodesh Baruch HaKadosh should help that we should be nisoyer in Yitz Hashem to understand the beauty, the specialty, and how special we are. You know, this, uh, we're talking about Torah and the correspondence to Israel. Even listening to this right now are people that are contemplating, you know, coming to live in Eretz Israel. There's a tremendous, tremendous interest these days. <clears throat> so many of my own students have turned to me and asked me, you know, Rebbe, I think it's the time to come to Eretz Yisrael. And they want to hear what I have to say about it. But one thing is sure, that the connection to Eretz Yisrael, Torah is connected to Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael is connected to Torah. And if you're not connected yourselves, if you're not in Eretz Yisrael, then at least you have to be connected to people that are in Eretz Yisrael. Achzokas Torah, being together with those people that are living in Eretz Yisrael, that it says in the, that the Chazal say, Kol Ador, Whoever lives in Eretz Yisrael is like somebody that has a God. And I'm afraid to say you're going to be depressed. But we have to again appreciate the presence that HaKadosh Baruch gave us. He gave us Torah, He gave us Eretz Yisrael, He gave us Elam They don't come easy like the Gemara says in Baruchas. They all come with Yisrael. It's not easy to be a Ben Torah. It's not easy to be a Ben Eretz Yisrael, right? But it's certainly worthwhile.
Kodesh Baruch Hu should help. Im Yitz Hashem, Yibon Beis HaMikdosh, Bimheiro V'yomeinu, V'seng Chalkeinu B'Sayosecho. They come together, they go together. Binyan Beis HaMikdosh, and V'seng Chalkeinu B'Sayosecho. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's great seeing you. We'll do this again, Im Yitz Hashem. Thank you, everybody. Shmoli, thank you. Yudha, thank you. It would be interesting, Rabbi, to know, like, I guess we need an Arizal to do this. Talk a little louder, Shmoli. Can you hear me? Shmoli, go ahead. Okay. Okay. It would be interesting if we had some sort of source that could tell us which parts of Eretz Yisrael are connected, which parts of the Torah. I wonder if, like, you know, the parts where we're struggling as a whole are connected to parts of Eretz Yisrael that we don't have a proper grasp on right now, you know? You think it'll make a difference if they annex uh, Yehuda Shamran? I'm saying if we if we knew which part of Torah <laughs> we had to fix up, then it would probably go a lot smoother, no? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. It's hard to say, but it's a meridic, um, it's a meridic of Yisod. Yisod of Avinachal is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we'll do some nice things. Yehuda, how you doing? You're getting back to yourself? Baruch Hashem, everything all right. Thank, thank God, everything good. I hope everyone's safe over there, Rabbi. I hear they're discriminating against Haredim. That's what I hear in the news. Of course, so of course. Right. Uh, they're, jealous a, they're jealous because they're, they know we're much better looking. hundred <laughs> percent. Rabbi, I have a question unrelated. Can I ask a question totally unrelated to this? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Fine. I was reading a paper today about inflation. just happened to be I was reading a book about... Inflation came up and all that. There are certain times in the world that inflation turns really, really big. And it could be this is a time actually because they're putting a lot of money in the economy, whatever it is. Inflation gets very big. I have a question. If someone, let's say, luckily, if someone, let's say, borrows some money from someone in 1998, tells them to pay it back in a month, the guy ends up paying it back to them in two years. The guy pays it back to them in two years. At that point, inflation raises by 15%. Luckily, does he need to pay him back for inflation also? Or are you just go no, back to no, the same no. amount? We can't pay him back inflation. It'll be ribbons, I believe. Even though the same thing, but there's a saying that 20 years ago, you could send someone to the grocery and come back with three bags. They say I understand what you're saying. I, I, I'm, I'm answering you what I think without looking it up. You know what I mean? I would right, have to I, check it out. But you're 100% right. I mean, for sure, inflation makes a difference. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I think I think that when, when, when people, uh, let's say, charge... Let's say you go to a bank and you take a loan and you take out a mortgage. I think they're taking into consideration that 30 years down the line, the bank is the bank knows what you know, Yehuda. They know that in 30 years the money is going to be worth half, and the interest rate that they're giving is based on that. Right, but I'm talking about there's no interest rate involved. The guy's paying you back money. You just let's say inflation all of a sudden skyrockets. You just paid someone back money that's not as valuable, and you were late on it. I understand. You probably have to. You probably would have to do something at the beginning to, to you know, put that in the contract and do it in a way, you know, with a risk or something in order to get that to work that way. Understood. Yaakov, are you good? Easy. Okay. Masada, thank you very much, everybody. All the very, very best. Take good care. Take care.
No, it sounds horrible. No, 